welcome to Belly Up to the Par, where myself, Tim, and my co-host, Matt, disc off while we listen to the band Belly. Before we get started with our regular show, I thought I told you I had that story from this weekend. Oh, yeah. So, it's not really that great, but it's still mildly amusing. I took my car to get groceries the other day, like just milk and stuff, and you know, my music was playing or whatever. She gets back, she's like, whoever that back band is you're listening to, they're terrible. (laughs) And I was sitting there like, who are you talking about? Because I could not think of a single band that I listen to, and I still can't, that has the word back in it. Any, can you think of any bands with the word back in them at all? Other than Backstreet Boys, but... Nickelback. Nickelback. See, there you go. Don't put the name back in your band name. You're going to be terrible. It bugged me so much, I got my keys and I went out to my car to find out what it was. It was Backspacer from Pearl Jam. What? <laughs> <laughs> this is what? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, she was railing on this. Like, they're so bad. I'm like, hey, that was Pearl Jam. She goes, honestly, I kind of thought they were ripping off Pearl Jam and doing a bad job at it. <laughs> like, oh, man. <laughs> So, nice. yeah. Uh, so, as usual, we have a question of the week, and this week, Matt came up with one. Yeah, so, question of the week this week is, first concert you attended? All right. Originally, I told Matt that mine would probably be kind of a boring story, but I thought about it some more, and there was something slightly interesting that happened with it. So, the first show I ever saw was Jesus Lizard with the Poster Children, Mule, Girls Against Boy, and I was able to find the date that it occurred. Holy cow. Thank you, Poster Children, for keeping an accurate list of every show they've ever played, and they still play till today, and they still had an accurate list. So, it was September 20th, 1994, at the Louisville Gardens. Matt, how old were you in 94? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what month? September 20th. Oh, so eight. You'd have been eight. I'd have been eight. I was 16, actually. (laughs) So I went, the day I was going to go get tickets, I had school that morning, was going to go in the afternoon and go pick them up. Go pick up my girlfriend for school, and she was running late, so I had to speed to school. So I got a ticket I did not intend to get that day. I got a speeding ticket. That's not good. As soon as I got out of school, I ran to Louisville, because I knew if my parents found out before, I could get to Louisville and get these tickets. That show was not going to happen. Did it. Successfully got the tickets. Got home. They knew where I had been heading. Like, hey, did you get your tickets? I was like, oh, yeah, and the speeding ticket. They were pissed. Like, how dare you go get those tickets? You knew if you didn't have them already, you would not be going to that show and just, man, railed on me for a while. (laughs) But I still got to go, so that's the point of the story. Honestly, you know, made the usual rookie mistakes at my first show. I went straight to the merch table after I got there, bought merch, and spent the whole night going, God, where do I put this merch? I want to get into the pit, but I can't because I have merch in my hands. Like a dumbass. Showed up early to the show because I don't want to miss anything. So we probably got there a half hour early. No show in the history of shows ever started on time. It probably didn't start for another hour and a half. We were probably just sitting around fucking jerk on our puds what's the first time i smoked and honestly i should have stuck with it because i hated that night and i didn't smoke again i never tried it again for like two more years right by the time i started smoking cigarettes i was already at that like borderline age where it's like if you don't start now you never will but i like a dumbass picked it up i've now quit but still stupid there's three mistakes there overall man i'm gonna tell you what and you know you're always gonna have some sort of i guess nostalgia when it comes to first show but i think i had a solid first first show 
Like mm-hmm. as far as the bands there. Poster Children, I still have one of their albums today. It sounded like a lot of music coming out of that Chicago touch and go scene at the time, which you may not know what I'm talking about, but that's what it sounds like in my head. The second band I'm pretty sure was Mule. And I have a few songs from them. My cousin really loved that band. They were a lot heavier. They were almost a country rock, not necessarily like rockabilly. No. Like they had a heavier kind of slow tempo sound that yeah, he was all over that. And I bet if I listen to more of it, I'd probably be on it today, because they're probably somewhat Melvins-like. I do have a song recommendation from them, because it is still on my, it's in my car hard drive. Uh, the Rope and the Cuckold. I don't remember what it sounds like, but it's got to be a solid song if it made it into the car playlist. Uh, next was Girls Against Boy, and that, man, that shit blew my mind. They were amazing. A couple keyboardists, a bass player, a drummer, they have a sound that's all of their own. Like, it, I don't think I've ever heard a band, I'm sure I have heard bands similar to them. Dual vocals, but yeah, I love them. Uh, actually, because when I first got there and I bought that merch, it was for Jesus Lizard, because that was the band I was going to see. Girls Against Boy, I, I think I ran out right after him bought a shirt and fucking cd like right on the spot like oh i'm buying this right and then uh juice lizard was great at the time i really wasn't probably that familiar with them now i probably own like five albums or so at that time i think i only had like a seven inch single from them but that was enough for me to pay tickets and go so my first experience was you know i don't think it could have went much better right I had one band I had no idea about that blew my mind. That's always nice when that happens at the show. At a show, the last time it happened was uh, the Melvins when Tweakbird opened for them. I, after watching them, I was almost less into the Melvins because there was this new band I hadn't heard, and I was really super stoked about them. Uh, but it's happened several several different shows I've gone to. And then when the headliner just does what you expect, that's, you know, so cannot complain. So what was yours? So my first concert I ever attended, I was in high school. Uh, I don't remember the exact year. Uh, had to have been 2004, would be my guess. All right. Uh, it was Casting Crowns, and they Casting were playing... Casting Crowns, what's that? They are a Christian rock band. Oh, I thought I remembered that name. <laughs> uh, I don't remember who they were playing with, but it was very praise and worshipy. Right. Actually, it was a really good show. Casting Crowns has a good sound. I don't know that I'd go to another show of theirs, just because... Like the music, not the message? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I hear you. I, mean, I, I feel that way about some skinhead punk bands, actually. I, I like the music, but I can't tolerate the message yep. to listen to it, so... Completely understand. Honestly, I probably went to some stupid Christian concert before I ever went to Jesus Lizard. I just can't think of it. Yeah, no, it, uh, it, again, it, it's... Because I probably went to a, a concert of some sort before this. Yeah, it's just the I one you remember. Yeah. I hear you. Let's, I guess, start talking about the star side B. Yeah. The single, well, the first single that they released was Feed the Tree, which was on this side of the album. Uh, it was number one on Billboard's Modern Rock chart, and it made the top 40 charts in the UK. So I don't know how I've never heard this song. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it seems like I would have seen it on 120 minutes on MTV. At some point, I would have been. Something. My brother had had the album next door in his room. How did I not hear this song? In an interview with NPR, Donnelly said the band received a letter from Sir McCart. Paul McCartney, as they had passed him on the charts when the album hit number two and he was at number three in the UK. Not in the US, just to be clear. Feed the Tree led to appearances on The Letterman Show and Conan O'Brien. The Conan O'Brien, I'm definite, that's when we saw them, was on Mm -hmm. Conan. I didn't watch the video because I couldn't listen to the song till today. Uh, The album received an 8 out of 10 from NLME and 4 stars from Rolling Stone. In 93, after the album had been released, they began touring and continued for over a year, traveling the US, UK, Europe, Australia, and Japan. They toured with Jewel, Radiohead, and the Cranberries. Jewel and Cranberries opening for them. Holy cow. 
Radiohead was considered a joint tour. They were joint headliners. Wow. And they were the opening act for U2 and the Velvet Underground at the Hippodrome in Paris. Wow. Again. How? how? <laughs> yeah. How? how? I never they like, did. heard of this band. Exactly. Now, I had read an interview, and I hadn't taken notes from it that I wanted to use today. I went back to try to find this stupid interview, and I told you about this on Sunday. I could not find it. But from my memory, Donnelly said that at the time, the most frustrating experience with, you know, sort of this band exploding, blowing up, was the fact that the record labels, when it came to female artists, they had this mindset that you could only have so many releasing songs at one time. So they actually had a single delayed because another female artist had one releasing in the same week or whatever. Oh, that's dumb. And just in general, she felt like, you know, it was always, oh, well, you have to wait until fucking Joni Mitchell's album has released. Like, they weren't getting the support male bands got. Right. Which, is it that hard to believe that was going on? No. no. So It's still dumb. But if I am misremembering that interview at all, then I apologize for getting that wrong, because I am kind of saying that she said that, but I swear that is that was my impression of what she had to say about it. So let's go ahead and get into side B. First up, we have the hit single, Feed the Tree. The notes I got on my on, on my end, anyway, are it got good sound. I liked it. Uh, it was a little bit more relaxed on the vocal side than, right. than some of the songs on side A. And I guess to me, it kind of felt like a slow lead into this side of the album. This side of the album. I can definitely see this being a first single. Yeah. It's very radio-friendly. There was a little breakdown part for the third verse, I think. I really liked that part of it. Yeah. Very poppy, a little bit of country. I think you're right with what you said about how this leads into the rest of Side yeah. B. Because I have some things to say about Side <laughs> B. Moving along. Yeah. <laughs> Full Moon, Empty Heart. First thing I wrote down was Island Song. Just oh, because no, of the intro. Yeah. yeah. It was very simple, straight ahead. Like you had mentioned on the slowing down, because I've listened to the album already, it seems like they're almost gradually slowing the album down it, as it continues. Yeah. yeah. On this side B. What'd you think of Full Moon, Empty Heart? Uh... I, I again slow intro, like especially the intro. It had more of an acoustic sound than I was yeah. really prepared for. It's probably the first one on here that had an, a straight ahead acoustic yeah. sound. Yeah, everything else had to have a, a little. If it, oh, even oh, if it wasn't oh. acoustic, they had applied some sort of distortion yeah. or sound effect. Yeah, I hear you. The only thing that I think it was towards the end of the song, there was like an odd metal scrapey sound that I couldn't quite figure out what it was that was making the sound. Again, solid song. Kind of a slowdown from side A. Yeah. Next is White Belly. They did pick the pace up a tad mm -hmm. with this one, but still a little slower, maybe barely mid-tempo song. Yeah. A little more country influence, I think, is bleeding through on White Belly. Though they have a couple parts with the distortion applied. I think it was more towards the end. Uh, honestly, I think it was almost the epitome of what a 90s song sounds like. A 90s rock song. Yeah, no, I, I get sounds that. Sounds like, in a general sense. So I wasn't blown away, but, you know, yeah. it's nothing... I mean, nothing terrible about it. I think you're right. And I think it's the distortion part where I picked up, there was a weird, almost like two vocalists yep. crossing. Yep. Yeah. And I couldn't tell if it was one person and they were distorting it or if it was two people alternating. alternating. Gotcha. I don't know, man. I didn't pick up on that, I guess. So at this point of the album, I started to feel a little strange. Yeah. Two grown men sitting in a park, not talking to each other. Yeah, just kind of listening to some <laughs> least, weird... Listening to a female-fronted 90s band singing about black suits. Yeah. It's almost uh, like we're sitting here about to be a suicide pact going on or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of us slowly drinking out of a pipe in a backpack. You <laughs> yeah, know how exactly. <laughs> drinking the Kool-Aid. They'll find us in the morning. Next up was Untogether. Back to that slow <sighs> well. Going real soft on this side B. 
and they are starting to lose me a bit. Yeah. I and swear there's not, a banjo in this song. I, there might have been, actually. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing against them at all, honestly. It's more just my listening tastes. Mm-hmm. And if it, if it was any of these slower ones, say that I was just listening to music on random and it popped up, I'd probably be fine be like, hey, this is a good song. Yeah. But I think just having, uh, what were we at, like three, four now in a row that are kind of slow. All together is song four. Yeah. And all of them have been pretty slow. Yeah. Specifically, this one reminded me of a Mary Lou Lord song, which I'm sure they predate her, but it's my reference point. I put almost like a Christian Rocky sound. <laughs> right. Like to this song specifically. I think she did use Jesus and Cross, yeah. and First Communion, somewhere in the lines. Or something like that. Or maybe if you play it backwards. Maybe if you play it backwards, it's, it's all about it, Jesus. Yeah, Christians got wise. <laughs> Next up is Star. Guess what this is? Another acoustic key slow song. Yeah. I, I do feel like one of these should have been put on side A. Uh, At least something to give us an introduction to the to the slow sound. What I didn't really care for on side A was every word. Yeah. I think if you threw that on this side, it breaks it up a little bit. Yep. And throw one of these slow ones on the other side. Specifically, I would probably pick this song, maybe. Yeah, no, I, would, I would move Star to side A. I think I would have moved it to side with, A. with every word. Yeah. Next up is Sad Dress. What is that I hear at the beginning? Is it an electric Electric guitar? guitar. (laughs) Yes. Uh, You know what, man? It's what this needed at this point in the album as far as me listening. Like, okay, I'm back on board now. Yeah, no, I was almost done. I was like, I can't anymore. And then this one started its intro, and I'm like, okay. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Chorus guitar reminds me a little bit of a Mudhoney-ish riff. I couldn't think of which song, but it's guitar. You're going to sound like somebody. Right. Uh, The only thing I didn't care for, I wish the snare drum had had, I guess, more oomph. Yeah, it had just more of a snap, a heavier snap is what I want. I get. And I don't think it was from the playing. I think it was probably production. Yeah. I think I just would have upped those drums a little bit more. Throw some reverb on it, right? <laughs> and then last up is Stay. I actually put that there was a lull in the tempo. Like I think putting Sad Dress before Stay helped Stay. Yes. Since it's the last song of the album, it's not without a realm of practice of no. ha- kind of having that slow song at the end to nope. close out an album. So it's a decent album closer. I mean, I you, mean were, you were singing along at one point. I so was. I assume yeah. you enjoyed it to some extent. I did like the usage of it was either a viola or a violin. Yeah, something I'm like that. I'm not sure which yep. one it is, but one of them, and that was very pretty good usage. I maybe would have cut cut the length down a little bit. It was almost Thank five you. minutes. I think it was just, like, just shy. I may would have capped it like three and a half. Still got what you were doing across and been a good song. Yeah. So I guess this brings us to our overall opinion. I mean, if you do, you want to start with side B or do you want to do yeah, an overall opinion? Overall opinion of side B. All right. They needed something to break up the the slow. Yep. Uh, that or reshuffles a couple of songs from side yep. A to B and vice versa. Yeah, it's a little too slow for me. I'll give it some more listens though because I've mm-hmm. listened to side A a little more this week. Yeah, I did go ahead and take every word and which off there, which is just it's so short and almost almost wish that one was longer. Yeah. When I first listened, the second time I listened to it, after we had kind of missed it the first time, and I've listened to it a couple times now, I almost think that just it needed to be longer or more fleshed out. I think there was something solid there, and it seems like it just ends right when I'm expecting, I guess, more to happen with it. Yeah, more like another, I guess, verse? Another yeah. something. No no real clue what's missing there. Just don't like every word. Didn't like it when we first listened to it. It just didn't grow on me at all. So felt like there was some more experimentation with sound on the first album, or the first side. 
Yeah. And I, again, I think if you move one of the slower ones, it, estab- it establishes even more that they're going to bounce back and forth between slightly different genres and styles. Where side B felt like, because I mentioned it a couple times, there's sort of a countryish tinge to some of it. It's mostly acoustic. I'm not a fan of country music. I like acoustic in small doses. So B wasn't for me. A, a lot closer to my tastes. As yeah. an album, I, I don't know, man. Definitely listen to side A, without a doubt. Yeah. Maybe listen to side B over several days. <laughs> listening to the album in a whole on shuffle? Maybe. Might make it or do your own playlist somehow. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not gonna do all that work. No. But overall the album in for a first album for a band period, yeah, it's goddamn solid. Most yeah. first albums from a band, most of it, it's like two really great songs that stand out on that first album, and then the rest of the album is, you know, kind of B-sidey throwaway. Yeah. I wouldn't say that about any of the songs necessarily on this. No. So I'm going to... I'll recommend it. Yeah, all I'd recommend. I recommend this album all around. I mean, if you could pick it up at like a library, something like that. Yeah. And again, nine bucks. Actually, another option uh, while researching this week for this episode. Uh, you can listen to this entire a- album on Belly's website, and I'm assuming they'll probably make some cash somewhere. Yeah. You know, or at least be able to prove that they have support to be right. given more money. Yeah. So if you have no other way to listen to it, listen to it on their website. I think it's bellyofficial.com or official belly. If you search Belly the band, you'll find it. Right. Anything else before we close out this week, Matt? No, I think I'm good. Well, before we go, I have the. We'll be listening to Side. Day of King, next episode. Uh, so the songs on there are Puberty, Seal My Fate, Red, Silverfish, Super Connected, and The Bees. Let's go disc. Yeah, finish this out. Follow us on Twitter at Frisky Discs. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts.